Welcome to Through the Eyes of a Therapist with your host and creator of the podcast, Crystal Martinez Acosta, licensed professional counselor, board certified therapist. Today we're going to be talking about strength, not just physical strength, but mental strength. Today's guest is my official muddy buddy. Why do we call each other that? Because we have run mud races together, several of them, as a matter of fact. And so here we have her today talking about mental toughness, physicality, and all the other cool things that have to do with Tough Mudders and Spartan races. Okay, Paulina, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Paulina, you know that, and I am originally from Mexico. I lived in El Paso for about 13 years before moving uh, to San Antonio, which is where I currently am. And my background is uh, kind of like a combination of things. I, I did psychology, sociology, and biology in college, I think. I, I th- and, and then I did business, so I... I kind of it it sounds like I was confused but I really wasn't (laughs) I thought I kind of knew what I was doing um and now I'm I'm, I went back to school and I'm doing um a doctoral program in applied demography which is like uh, related to sociology and my day job is um I work at a private university here in San Antonio and I get to develop programs for students and and I uh, get to interact a lot with our faculty and our staff so it's pretty cool um, and the other part of what I do is I, I, I love sports and I love fitness and in particular I like uh, obstacle races and I think um, you know that along with um, CrossFit and all the other things that I've done swimming um, has definitely kept me interested in in staying fit and working out um so that's something that that is a big part of who I am yeah and I think that as far as physical fitness like you're a fit person you're an athlete and I would say that um you're probably also mentally tough because of all the training and different sports that you've done would you say I hope I hope (laughs) Um, You're like, I think so. I would hope. <laughs> I hope. Uh, you know, I, I think each sport has definitely its own challenges. Um, obstacle racing has a, a unique set of, of, you know, complications and, and demands, a different, a unique training requirement, whereas something like CrossFit or something like, um, you know, different forms of high intensity training or conditioning. And I mean, there's so many things that you and I have tried different sports. I think we, I, I know we did boxing and I know we've done um, like some sort of like conditioning class we took together. Um, yep. Yeah. I we even did that. like a, we, you know, I think we even did like a, what was it? Like a, like a competition of just fitness in general. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember um, with Fernie, he put it together and he made us do a bunch of uh, exercises in a row. I remember doing that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I remember having to push a truck. I've never pushed a truck in my life like that. 
Yeah, he's crazy. He makes me do all kinds of stuff. Like, even though, like, I'm probably not at that level anymore, but he'll be like, hey, yeah, let's push the truck or let's pull this or let's move sand in wheelbarrows. I'm like, let's <laughs> let's not. <laughs> like, that's why God created gyms, you know, and you don't have to be doing yeah. that. But he would make us, like, flip tires and push trucks and yes. all that stuff. It was, but I mean, yeah. hey, like at least we can say that we can like we can push a truck if we had to you know like yeah like if, if we need to flip a tire we can flip a tire sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know what, you never know exactly you never know. exactly <laughs> paulina and i know each other from well first of all we met at utep right we were in the same psychology right. lab under clarissa yes. right um yes and we got to do some some fun experiments together and present research and that was that was pretty fun yeah that was such a long time ago it was like more than 10 years ago can you believe that well not even not more than but like about 10 years ago <laughs> we'll go with that yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> we won't exactly say how much but it's been somewhere around 10 years or more <laughs> yeah somewhere around 10 years and then after that we kind of started partnering up to uh work out together and then we decided that we were gonna go do mud runs together and obstacle courses so i'm thinking we should probably start with our experiences with those <laughs> can you remember the very okay. first tough mutter that we did gosh yes it was it was january of um what year was it i think it was 2012 um and it was i remember it was like shortly after christmas uh, or after New Year's, it was like a week after that, and it was in Phoenix, Arizona, right? Yes, Phoenix, Arizona, and it was cold. It was the the <laughs> I think for, for it being the very first obstacle race that we that we decided to do, picking one that was um, during the winter time. I guess even Arizona gets pretty cold, um, and making it a twelve mile run was was pretty intense for the first time yeah it, it was intense we were like oh it's arizona it's not gonna be that cold it's january it's still probably gonna be in like the 90s or whatever nope <laughs> it was like 60 yeah. something and then you, yeah you have to get wet and you have oh my god i remember we had to use those um like silver looking blankets oh yeah that's true i forgot about that yeah to keep us warm <laughs> They yeah, were that's handing you know those out. Real. Yeah. <laughs> that's that was some real stuff there. So when we first did that obstacle course, had you been preparing for it? Yeah, and I think you know, as as I've I've done more more obstacle races um, since then, and I think I've become a little bit wiser in terms of the training that goes into them. Because for the very first one, uh, the one that you and I did together. Um, I unfortunately made the mistake of training the running part way too much. And and so because I focused so much on the running, I ended up getting um, an injury. And I don't know if you recall, but my, my I think it was my right knee. <gasps> oh, uh, my, yes, I remember. Right, my, my tendon was incredibly sore, and it was just incredibly painful. So I... 
I remember it took me like a good, I don't know, maybe three months or so to recover after the race and be able to um, swim and jog a little bit, not even run. I couldn't run for uh, about six months after that race. So I, I had to basically I had to learn how to train properly, um, not focus so much on the run, but focus um, a, a little bit more on the kind of like a full body training versus just doing conditioning stuff. So, yes, I, I did train for it, but I don't think I trained properly. <laughs> yeah, I remember. We we were newbies then, so we didn't really know how to train for it. I think I didn't train enough. Like, I my cardio was okay. Like, I was able to keep up. But, like, the obstacles, I did not anticipate needing that much, like, upper body strength. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I remember just, like, falling in the water with like the monkey bars and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I had no <laughs> no upper body strength. That thing, oh, what is it called? Mount Everest or something like that? Is that what they call oh, it? Yeah, Mount Everest. The thing yeah. that slides down. Um, it's like Yes. What is that shape called? It's it's like at the skate parks where they go up. The half half pipe. Yes, a half pipe. So it was the half pipe and this guy with a water hose was like wetting it. So it was, like, yes. way harder to, like, run up and then try to grab somebody's hand. I had, I think I counted, dude, as I was doing it. <laughs> and I went up, I ran and tried it 24 times before I was oh able God, to jump serious? up. Yes. I counted in my head. Oh, my God. I don't remember that. <laughs> yes. It was, I just kept falling and falling. Until, like, some military guy, I guess at the top, like, you were with him, and they were, like, reaching for me. They were trying to help me get up. And this guy was like, how bad do you want it? Do you want it? And I was, like, screaming at him. I'm like, I want it. And then I finally kicked my leg over <laughs> to be able to climb up the half pipe. It was, I remember counting, and I remember that military dude. I was like, okay. Um, you know, ever since then, I think, I think Tough Mudder has kind of, improved and changed some of their obstacles because in any other race that I've done with them um, I have never seen any any other fire truck um, shooting water at that half high <laughs> obstacle it was just that one so I'm like that that was just cruel and it was and not needed not unnecessary I agree with you I agree it yeah. wasn't necessary um but can you remember any time in the first race where you felt a feeling of like adrenaline or excitement or accomplishment? You know, I think that, that I, I probably like maybe within the first two miles of the race, I remember that, man, I started getting a lot of like pain on my knee. So the entire race, I was like, seriously, I was in excruciating pain. Oh my and God. And I think around mile seven or my mile eight, I think there's a picture of us um, around that mile where we're like leaning next to the sign. Um, but around that time, I just, I was, I was about ready to quit. Like I was done. And now I think at least a Tough Mudder race gives you the option of exiting the course sooner. Uh, but back oh. then they didn't. It was just, it was just a one way, you know, one way, one and way so, in, one way out. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And now they have like different exit points, but, um, back then. So I, I, I don't think it was more of adrenaline, but rather a, a, I'm, I'm, I'm already here. We're almost done. Uh, I'm just going to push through and, and that the, the 
the feeling at the end was was extremely rewarding, especially um, knowing that I probably wasn't going to be able to walk the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my moment of accomplishment was the half pipe. Like, after that, I was addicted. I was like, we need to do this again. Like, after I kicked my yeah. leg up and that man was yelling at me <laughs> and I finally got up on the half pipe, I was like, this is it. This is so awesome. I want to do this again. Were there other parts of the race that you just did not enjoy at all? Like, other than the paint, like, I think you hit it pretty well because I don't remember you being, like, you know, wailing and, like, falling over and stuff like that. It was, you sucked it up pretty good. Well, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think the... Parts and I don't remember if it was that particular race or, or maybe one that we did later, but the the combination of the the cold and the electroshocks that they have sometimes um, mm-hmm. and water is just is just it, it, it gets to you and and it, they, I think there are points or there were points that uh, it was kind of a little emotional, especially like doing you know the race for the first time um, and and painful. You know, not just because of my knee, but I mean, those shocks are, are can be painful. Yeah, they definitely were. <laughs> I'm laughing again because, well, first of all, laughter is like the way I cope, I think, with pain. So <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. But I remember when we got to the very last obstacle, it was like those hanging cords of just electric shocks. Yeah. And you had to like run right. through them to get to the finish line. And we were being so careful not to get shocked. We were going through it like yeah. 0.2 miles per hour, like treading the water and like trying to duck and like bob and weave our way around the little strings that were really close together, yeah. by the way. So that was really difficult. Right. And I clearly remember a group of guys just running right through. Like they didn't even. They had no consideration for the fact that we were trying to be very careful. They just ran through and all of the little strings started like moving around everywhere. And we were getting shocked like crazy. And I was like, that's it. I'm done with this. Like, I cannot do this obstacle. Do you remember that? (laughs) I do. I remember. I remember you like you literally stepped out to the side and just skipped the rest of that obstacle. Yeah. And you made a pass because the finish line was right there. So you, you waited for me after the finish line. So, but I, I do remember. I remember those guys because I was so angry at them. We were so angry. <laughs> I think we were cussing at them in like Spanish. Like, I remember, well, because I think like when I get really mad, I cuss in Spanish first. I remember being like, and I was like really mad and I went to the side I was like I'm waiting for you I can't do this obstacle yeah it was funny oh man yeah and then we made it to the finish line and there's picture evidence of that that I've got to collect somewhere to put uh with this podcast post so people can see (laughs) how dead we we, were we finished and we we that's the day we had the brightest idea that we were good to drive back to El Paso from from Arizona. From Phoenix. Oh, that's right. We yeah. were like, we're just going to go one day and then come back right after the race. Yep. Right, which is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, I just remember it was like, what is it, like eight-hour drive or somewhere around there? So yep. eight-hour drive, and, and I remember having to stop and pull over like every hour, and we would switch um, so that you would drive, and then I would drive after that because it was so tiring. Yeah. And painful to be stuck in the same position for like an hour. Yeah. I yeah. remember we stopped and got like bags of ice so that we could sit on them. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like we put them in the car yeah. and we sat on bags of ice. <laughs> I I remember I remember I wrapped an entire bag of ice like the four pound one next to my knee. Yes. It was just so painful that I just wrapped it with I don't know whatever I had and yeah I've never done that since then. <laughs> <laughs> But then we learned a very valuable lesson, which was, you know, not to bite off more than we could chew and just do the race and then hang out there, stay overnight again, and then go home the next day or something. Exactly. And maybe rest right after the race and not try to drive. Eight hours. (laughs) That was crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have this ritual of eating in and out burger at like almost all the races that we've done, right? I, I think so. I, I want to thank the very last one that we did, um, which was here in Texas. It was, um, I think it was a Spartan. That one, I don't think we had it, like, it was in the middle of nowhere, so we didn't have any any big, like, well-known franchises or, or restaurants, so we ended up in a kind of like a local uh, breakfast spot. I don't know if you remember. I do so remember we were, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the race where you almost overheated and <laughs> passed out. Oh my god, dude, like, I, oh god, that was horrible. You know what, ever since then, I haven't done an obstacle race because I think I'm traumatized. <laughs> like, it was, oh no. Intense, yeah. It was, because what was it? It was the Spartan Super, so it was 13 miles? How long, how big was it? I- I think it was around in between like ten and thirteen. It's kind of like the, the the regular Tough Mudder, but I think unlike other races, that particular one had all the obstacles towards the end. So the first like six miles, it was just purely, almost mostly just running, and that doesn't tend to happen. I don't think in other places uh, or in other um, race courses. They tend to distribute them just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But this one, it was just so weird that everything was at the end. So by the time that we got to those obstacles, we were like, we were tired. Uh, it was hot because it was, um, this was like close to Austin. So, and it was, I think, April. So by April is kind of like summer already in mm-hmm. this area. So the combination of all that running with the last, all the obstacles kind of grouped together at the end was just awful. <laughs> Yeah. And I think the obstacles for the Spartan race are a little different than the Tough Mudder ones. I feel like the Tough Mudder ones are a little more psychological, um, like yes. fear-based. Like you've got to get over your fears and like swim or like heights or like deal with stuff like that, shocks, stuff like that. But I think the Spartan ones are like more physically demanding, like lifting heavy shit and carrying it from one place to another um (laughs) or pulling bags of sand like just crazy things like that and the spear throwing I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that like I feel like 
you have to have some special training in like jousting or like freaking what is that pole vaulting or something because that's just mean like why would you know that like 90 percent of the people that try it like don't make it you know like why would you even torture people yeah, <laughs> yeah. no and then and then there's the the punishment like in the tough mother you can just skip an obstacle whereas in the spartan one you got to do burpees so you know those can add up <laughs> they can add up i think i did um like 120 burpees because it's 40 burpees oh per failed <laughs> obstacle. obstacle yeah so yeah. Yeah. the the spear one was one that i did not do or that i failed at because i mean honestly unless you're a viking or something you know you'll make it <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was like the rope climb because the rope is like soaking wet and i like practiced rope climbing for like a year before that i was like i'm gonna freaking do it like i'm ready for this rope oh my god <laughs> I like slipped down halfway through. Um, yeah. And then that thing where you have to kind of like uh, crawl up like sideways from side to side on a wall. Like, oh, yeah. Do you remember that? That w- you, you made it. Yeah. Girl, that was freaking you were a beast, man. I was like, oh, my God. She's like, I can do it. I can do it. And you like side crawled like Spider-Man that shit like really fast i was like wow this is crazy and i'm like at the end doing my burpees because i like fell off <laughs> like the first second oh that's funny oh it was so Man, awesome you know they you know you're right they these races have the different a different environment and a different culture um i think the tough mother is much more focused on on kind of like that mental challenge but also they do a lot of things that require teamwork um especially in the last years i think their obstacles have really um, really kind of moved in that direction of having to rely on other people. And you you absolutely have to, you know, help others and they have to help you just to make it through. Whereas I think the Spartan race is, is a little bit more, uh, it's more, I guess, individual, um, your effort that, you know, in order to get to some through some of the obstacles, it's just you. Um, oh, and, true. And it's, it's more physical. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that. That's absolutely true, because in the Tough Mudder, I think one of the parts of their, like, values or whatever, if you look on the website, is, like, camaraderie and, like, teamwork and helping each other and stuff like that. And, yeah. like, the Spartan race is more, like, I guess you prove your fitness, like, to yourself or to other people. I don't know. But, yeah, it's more individual. You're right about that. Yeah, and and some of the other ones that we've done... Uh, I think we also did a water dash together in uh, Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. Right? The warrior dash, yeah. The water dash, yeah. That one, we, we, that one was a little bit, that one is the first race that I've done in my life, and I think you you may agree with this, where there was no mud. Oh, yeah. We were like, what? Where's the freaking mud? (laughs) There was nothing. It was, it was like a, it looked like a football field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. was like a stadium kind of thing. Um, yeah. It it didn't make sense to me. We were like, okay, when are we going to have to, like, jump into ice or, like, mud or crawl through dirt or whatever? But, like, because that's part of the fun, I think, like, getting dirty and, like, having to crawl yeah, no, on your absolutely. belly. Yeah, and we're like, okay. Yeah. At the very yeah. end, though, they did have some sort of pit, right, with, like, water. It was like a pond. 
I was like, yeah, it was just a, it was just <laughs> little. Like in case you still wanted to get dirty, here's your chance. Um, <laughs> I, I skipped that one because I'm like, I mean, we're leaving. I'm not gonna get dirty the last, you know, twenty seconds just to say that I, I went through a a, a, a mud race. So. Did you really skip it? Yeah, I did. I skipped it. I was like, I'm not gonna get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I had made it through, I mean, completely clean. So I was like, I don't know, I don't want to get dirty. Oh, um, but wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, that, that race was, um, I think of all the races that we've done, that was probably one of the, maybe like the easiest. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I think so. Definitely. It was one of the easiest. I wonder if we can kind of switch to talking a little bit about how Tough Mudders and Spartan races and Warrior Dashes and all that stuff kind of relate to, I guess, psychology slash uh, mental strength. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think even the training for these events is something that can uh, help increase mental strength and self-esteem and stuff like that. Right. What do you think? Do you have an opinion about that? I, I, you know, I think, like, I think there's been a couple of, like, especially when these races became very popular, there were several articles that kind of try to understand why um, they were becoming so, so popular. And one of the biggest reasons was that um, most of our jobs and most of our activities now tend to be very um, passive, right? We don't have to hunt for our food or we don't have to um do things that in the past would have been more more physical so you can be probably all day sitting uh doing your job or on a computer um for for a lot of people and so obstacle races kind of bring that the, the type of challenge that we don't have in our regular lives and and i think in addition to that it also creates some sort of incentive um to work out or some incentive to especially for those that are competitive um to you know have something to look forward to and 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 i think that that's probably one of the reasons they they really you know all of these companies took off uh some of them didn't but you know the ones that we've talked about and and i think there is definitely a connection between that and in psychology and needing having a need for something that motivates you that drives you and setting goals, and it just relates to to all of that. And I and I think there are two parts to it. One is the actual race, um, just getting through the race, whether it takes two hours or four hours or five hours uh, or longer. Mm-hmm. But there's also the training that goes into it, and 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 being disciplined about you know working out and eating healthy and. And with that goal in mind, and so I think those, I think that relates so much to just just motivation in general and grit and drive. Yeah, I totally agree with your points. I think that um, for me personally, when we decided, because we've run several Tough Mudders and a couple of Spartan races, so this is something that I'd say we're pretty experienced at. <laughs> Um, especially you, you've run more, you've run more than I have, but I feel like, um, whenever you're preparing after that first one, I realize that it takes a lot of preparation and a lot of discipline and taking it seriously because you could seriously hurt yourself or you could, do you remember they were doing CPR on that guy? Yeah. He had a heart attack. (laughs) 
he had a heart attack. I don't yeah. know if he lived or died or whatever. They just told us to keep moving and they were, they had the AED out. And so I think that um, after seeing that, that was a reality check. That's like, you better take this stuff seriously. You can't just like half-ass train, you know, like you have to really seriously train right. and um, take yeah. it very seriously. So I think, um, yeah. It definitely helps with discipline. I feel like, at least in my experience, it made me, you know, get up, go to the gym six six out of the seven days of the week and like do two a days and work on my upper body strength when I typically maybe wouldn't like just things like that, because you're you're training for a specific sport, right? Like obstacle racing is a separate sport. So I think that um, it can definitely do with discipline. Um, confidence and mental grit and stamina, like you said. So I think grit is, I think one of the more important things that you would need to get through a race, right? Or is that just me? Maybe it's just me. What do you think of that? No, I I agree. I I agree. I think you need, um, you definitely need that, that, you know, driving uh, factor inside of you to get you through some of the obstacles and the training. I, I'll tell you that I, I think on the last the last tough matter that I did, I kind of experienced something a little bit different because yeah, you know I had the incentive of finishing the race and, and training for it, but that was I did a I did a tough matter for um, getting uh, trying to get funds for a nonprofit that is called the Global Lime uh, Alliance (GLA), and I had committed. Um, to fund close to about a thousand dollars, and in, in in return, I would be able to represent them at the race. And so, I doing that gave it a completely different meaning. So, I completed the race, but it was not just you know that personal feeling of achievement, but also the fact that you have contributed to. A bigger cause, you know, something bigger than you, and and I think that that just it was a completely different type of motivation just to get through the obstacles. It's it's also the part of not not wanting to disappoint the people that you that you've asked for funds because it was a fundraiser, right? Yeah, that's true. It's it's different because it's kind of like an external form of motivation versus an internal yeah. form of motivation. And both can be very powerful. I think that um, when we did the first few together, it was kind of like an internal motivation kind of thing. Like we just wanted to keep doing it because it was fun and we wanted to see what the obstacles were like. And it kept us on our toes as far as, uh, you know, regular exercise and training and stuff like that. But then when you have a cause that you're running for, that turns into like external motivation. I remember yeah. one of the races I think that we did with Adriana and with Fernie together. Um, yes. I was working at the South- the Southwest Key, which was the immigration shelter, right? And so the, yes. the kids that stayed there with me, um, and I was, you know, I was a clinician there. I was a therapist there. And we would do group therapy. And for a couple of weeks, I asked permission from my supervisor to be able to um, talk to them about about resiliency and mental grit. And they got to talk about their experiences and their journeys that they took on foot most of the time or by train or by whatever, right? 
all the way from South America to the border of Texas and Mexico. And so it was a time for them to process. But then I had this idea of like, well, why don't I dedicate a Tough mutter to these kids? Because, I mean, even though, you know, whatever, 11 to 12 to 13 miles with obstacles does not equal exactly what they went through, but... I ran with them in mind, and so that type of motivation, you're right, the external kind where you're kind of held accountable by a group is very different, and so that was really fun for me, I think, like, um, I it just felt real special, like, the, the kids wrote on little bracelets for me, I don't know if you remember that, where I had to put on a bunch of bracelets yeah, on my, I remember, on my arms and on my ankles, and they each wrote something for me to, like, keep going and it was just a really cool thing because even though they had just been through like hell right uh they were still able to like motivate me a person of privilege you know what I mean who's choosing to do this it's not like I had to do it like to save my life or to survive it was just really amazing and I I think about it now and I'm like wow that's crazy (laughs) I can't believe that yeah. I don't know. I think people are real resilient. But I, I think that, yeah, um, Tough mutters, you know, and obstacle races bring out that kind of stuff in you, like grit and resilience. Yeah. And I think it's also kind of like a, a way to to practice it to a certain extent because then when you it, it also gives you that sense after you're done like well if I went through this well maybe I can do other things you know and, and not necessarily in the obstacle raising world but but in other parts of your life or in other areas of your life so it, it I think a lot of that is definitely um, transferable like you can apply that to other parts of of your life very easily that's true i did not think of that but that's true it's it's kind of therapeutic in that way right like you went through this horrible thing you know i got shocked by ten thousand volts (laughs) and i jumped into a big pool of ice water and had to swim like i don't know how many meters through it and dunk my head all the way through it like and I'm complaining about this thing in my life or this hard time at work or what's going on with this friend or whatever. It's like, pff, whatever, I can do it. <laughs> if I yeah, could do that. Yeah, I think that. It, it definitely helps boost, like, confidence, um, you know, quite a bit. I, I, I think it's very powerful like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree. So, I mean, no wonder it's super appealing, right? So, like, like you said before, we don't have to be Vikings, right? Like, we're not in caveman times. Like, <laughs> our jobs right. are <laughs> our jobs are pretty sedentary, right? Like, most of the time. Um, and so, right. yeah, like, having to train for one of these things, it gives us a little taste of, like, being out in nature and, like, having to deal with the elements. Um yeah, being very and, you know even even if all of all of these obstacle races they they do bring obviously there's some risk but it's it's very much you know structured and 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 I think the chance of of someone really truly getting hurt um, is not as high as it may they may they may think um, just because you know the obstacles are very well built the you know there's plenty of um, you know, first aid stations and water. And so I think it's, 
it's a, a lot of it i think is also like that mental challenge of oh my god i'm going through this i'm gonna sign up for a 12 mile race um but in reality it's is a very well developed and planned course um so it's not um you know it's it's not that not that it's not that difficult but it is it is accomplished it's easy to accomplish it's 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 doable yeah like they made it um like palatable or like doable for the average person to complete if they wanted to train for it right because they you still should train for it but um i think that it's better than you know going have you ever seen that show naked and afraid or whatever and or like survivor man or whatever that guy's name is like just yeah i I know the second one yeah like dumping somebody in like the forest for like 20 days to show how resilient they are like no (laughs) that's like not yeah what it is it's it's really well structured and i think tough mudder and spartan have pretty good uh i guess like registration and like when you get there the transportation and the parking, like they have everything pretty well organized. There have been races. Yeah, they do. I know there's there's that other. I think all of, all of these companies they do have that that option uh, or like a different type of race within the same company where you can go longer. I think I think Tough Mudder has one that is 24 hours, and and that one is obviously much more serious. I mean, you definitely need to train for that one, like big deal um but it's 24 hours you don't stop um i mean if you stop doing you know it counts against you essentially so uh they repeat the course over and over and over um i think it's a 5k course and they just do it as many times as possible within 24 hours so they 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 are different ones like okay when i hear about that i think that isn't that like the world's toughest mutter or something like that yes dude like why (laughs) Like, I feel like I have my limits, you know, like, that's just, I just don't understand. Like, I guess if you're already at a certain athletic level and you want to, you know, increase your grit and your hardiness and your resiliency, then you'd go for something like that. I I guess. I just don't understand that. I I think the risk of injuring, the risk of anything else, you know, anything bad happening is is much higher in those yeah yeah for sure which one do you think has been your favorite race so far you know i think that um i did we did that in warrior dash in albuquerque right and about a year after that i i signed up i did this by myself i signed up for another warrior dash but because the first one was you know relatively easy i was like well i'm gonna go ahead and sign up for the competitive heat and the competitive heat is that they usually start first in, in the day of the race. Um, and you are really, truly competing for, for a second or third prize. Um, and it's a different type of environment, I would told, I would say. Um, I got to that wire dash. It was really fun. But it, it, was, it was definitely more competitive than I've ever than in terms of all the obstacle races that I've done before. So, and that's, I think that's the only one that I've ever done at a competitive level. The other ones I just usually register in their regular heats. Um, but this one was really fun. Uh, there was a big part of it that was swimming, which I didn't expect. And, and as a swimmer, I enjoyed that part a lot. So, um, and, and to my surprise, 
So the first, they gave, um, uh, if you were to finish within the first 10 places, I believe, you would be invited to participate in like their their national water dash race or something like that. And I was 12. I was sitting in place, like, I was, I was 13 or 12 um, as I was getting closer to the finish line. And the last obstacle was the swimming part. So I passed like two or three girls, um, and I finished tenth out of ten. Oh, sweet! So I got I got invited to that thing. I never went, but anyway. But it was a very good feeling. Like, oh wow, you know, this is it was a fun race and it was competitive and and I did well. So I, I felt good. I mean, ten out of ten is not too bad. <laughs> that is actually <laughs> excellent. I mean, out of a lot of women, right? And like. Right. It was a Warrior Dash. It was a. It was yes. It was a Warrior Dash, and it was here in Texas. It was in. Um, I think it was the same area, closer to Austin. Oh, okay. That's and there was more mud, I assume. Yeah, there was a lot more mud. It was. It was. Um, it was. I think even a little bit longer than the one we did, but it was probably at the same level that a that a tough mud would be. Um, not wow. in the distance. Not. In the, but but in terms of difficulty, so that I did not expect. So some races, I think they really do change in at least in the level of difficulty by location and by course. If I were to compare all of the races that I've done, um, and all the races I've done, I think I've done with you. I don't think I've ever done one like alone or like with anybody else, really. So I think mm-hmm. if. I were to rate them, I would say, as far as Tough Mudder, like, length and difficulty for Tough Mudder, I think the most difficult one was uh, the one in San Diego. Oh, uh, yes. Because they had that heel. Yeah, they had, what was it called? Like, the Death March or something like that? Yeah, it was, like, ridiculous. It was the longest heel in the world. <laughs> and it was made of, like, sand, right? Like, sand sand. Yeah. Like, a, you had to really, yeah. like push to like get up there and it was like a mile long wasn't it something like that it was so long it was like i remember like because it had sand it's like you 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 would like give like two steps and then you would like you would and you slide, slide down again down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember that that was really hard that was very difficult that was, that was a really fun race. Yeah. it was yeah. fun that was fun um and then i think we've done two more aside from that right of tough mutters we did, yeah, we did the Phoenix one, and then we did uh, the Spartan in Austin, and I think we did a, we did a jailbreak in El Paso. Oh, um, that's right, yeah. Yeah, that one they didn't really have mud, I don't think so. And what other one did we do? I think that's it. Really? I thought we did Oh, in the, in the Warrior Dash. The Warrior Dash, okay. I actually have my medals yeah. behind me, so I'm, like, trying to count. Like, I know... Okay, we we did a we did a Spartan race where we went with uh who was it? Adriana, your friend Jose, okay. right? Is that his name? Oh yeah, yeah in uh in yeah in California, yeah. And uh yeah, so we did that and that was the, the smallest Spartan race, right? And then we did yeah, then we did the Spartan race, the super Spartan. Um Right. And then we did well the first Tough Mudder that we talked about. 
I thought we did another Tough Mudder. Or we, I've just done two? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think, I'm trying to think when, because I know I've, so I think I've done like three or four Tough Mudders, but I forgot the second one who I did it with. I thought it was you. Yeah, didn't we do two? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one we did in, um, we did in, um, in, in San Diego. That was a Tough Mudder. So we've done, we've done multiple races in Arizona. I know what I was counting. Okay, so one time, Fernie and his, uh, like, group of people he was training at the gym, like, I went and volunteered, but I didn't do the race. I just volunteered. And that's how I got free entrance. Yeah, you got your ticket. Yes, I got a ticket to the San Diego one for free. So that's a way to get in for free. You can be a volunteer. Uh, You just have to get there at, like, freaking ass o'clock in the morning, like, at four in the morning. And, like, set everything up, like, ice and tents and tables. And it's fun. It's, it, I met interesting people. But it was freaking freezing. Yeah. Um, I'm that's, sure. that's what I was counting. I was like, wait, I thought we did another. Nope, I just volunteered. <laughs> um, yeah, the, um, yeah, if you, some people volunteer, like, the day before. Like, they'll volunteer on Saturday so they can run on Sunday. Right. I was telling Fernie that before we settle down and try to have babies and stuff like that, and before I get any older and my knees deteriorate more, I think I need to do another race. (laughs) Uh, You know, probably a Tough Mudder. Um, I don't know about the Spartan races, man. Like, that time that I almost died, that was not cool. I like the Tough Mudder a lot. Yeah, Tough Mudder, I feel like um, the psychological challenge mixed with the physical and then the way they distribute all the obstacles like you were saying earlier it's not just a chunk of obstacles at the end it's like one every half a mile or one per mile you know they like spread them yeah. out really well yeah and they i think um i think tough mudder does a really cool job about uh, bringing and developing new obstacles and the ones in 2017 were were great were amazing i i loved them they were very different and Were they? Done a race. They had uh, they had one in particular that was kind of like a ladder, uh-huh. and you had to go. The ladder was inside uh, like a tube, and they were it was water being like shut from the top of the tube. So you're trying to climb up the this ladder thing with water hitting you pretty hard. And <gasps> so like stuff like that, like oh, that's, that's like, pretty cool because cool you couldn't see and. So there's that one. I mean, there's there's a couple of ones that they've, they've come up with that are very different. And now, if you've done multiple Tough Mudders, you get access to, to different obstacles um, when you get to certain points. And even, like, I think the finish line is different if you have done other obstacles. If you're a newbie, you still have to go through the electroshocks. But if you're not, then they give you other options. Oh, good. Thank God. Because I don't want to have to go through that again. Like, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no, have paid uh, my dues. I don't think so. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> That's I had hilarious. no idea. So it's, I think it's, it's become much more interesting. And they also have like a 5K option now. So there's more people that register for that, I believe, than the regular one. Yes. So, I so read now that. you get a different crowd. Right, right. It's like the half mutter or something like that. So it's like just the obstacle cut in half kind of thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because then you do get a different crowd, like people, like more people with, I guess, more varying athletic ability will join that one versus like the really long ass one that we did. (laughs) 
Right. Yeah, the 12 mile one, yeah. Which which obstacles scared you the most? Like actually made you fearful like for your life? Oh man, I think I think anyone any any obstacle that requires a big jump, oh. like a drop. I it's not that I fear for my life because I know there's lifeguards there and people that are there to help, but but that feeling when you're when you're dropping, like when you're falling is and then hitting her like that is it's just very even like once you've done it once you know that the feeling and it's intimidating when every time you're running to it yeah that is yeah. a pretty what's scary yours? feeling yeah what's yours mine was i i can't remember which tough mutter it was that was that had this obstacle but it was like a pool of water like muddy water right like you can't it's not opaque at all like you can't see anything and then they had like a chain link fence over it and oh yeah so you had to and like the 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 space that you had to breathe between the water the surface of the water and the chain link fence was like maybe an inch so you had to like yeah yeah i remember that one yeah you had to like crawl under like use the chain link fence to move yourself forwards or backwards and like you had to come up for air every couple seconds or whatever but you could hardly get air because the chain link fence was like at your face that scared me (laughs) that really scared me yeah when I, i think when i did that obstacle i was wondering like what happens if someone starts struggling like do they lift the entire um the entire like chain or how do they get like this person out um, but yeah, there are some of those obstacles that, I don't know, did you ever do the one where it was like, um, kind of like a tunnel that we had to go through, but they had like some sort of gas, um, and it was so hard to breathe and you made your eyes like water. No, I think no. that was an obstacle that came, I think they, they set it up later. Oh no, then um, I did not do that. Mm-mm. That one was, that one was really freaky because you go in and it's dark and there's this like, like some sort of you know smell that is incredibly powerful um and it just makes you it's hard to breathe and it makes your eyes water oh and, wow and at the same at the same time you, you you're crawling right you're kind of getting through it um and so i thought that's a very scary feeling like i'm not necessarily a, a claustrophobic or anything like that but i can imagine if you are and not being able to see and not being able to breathe normally is just like it's a lot. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> I know. Right? We're gonna we're gonna scare people off. I know. Well, I mean, it's just that's the reality of it. You never know what to expect at a tough mutter. You know? Do they still have like yeah. the classics, like um, like the ice swim or the ice bath? What is it called? The Arctic enema, right? That's what they call it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, they still have it. Um. You know, with that, it's kind of like a hit or miss with times that I've done it. Because if you do it early in the morning, you get fresh eyes, right? So it's going to be extremely cold. Right, But if right. you do it later in the afternoon, in the evening, uh, like you're one of the last heats, you get like semi-cold, uh, starting to get warm type of water. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't think they, they bring new eyes later in the, in the day. Uh, but the times that I've done that later, it's like, oh, okay, well, it's kind of... You know, it's it's cool, but it's not extremely cold. Whereas the first time that you and I did the Tough Mudder, oh my God, 
that was incredibly cold. Yeah, for sure. That was super, super cold. Because um, we did it kind of in the morning. It was really cold. Yeah, and it was... It was I think it was rainy that day, and it was cold, and and the weather probably kept that ice in there. And it was, like, one of the first obstacles, so then we had to just go through the whole thing, like, cold and wet. Yeah. (laughs) It felt like a wet cat. Like... I know. (laughs) I remember thinking, like, why? Why are they doing this? Like, why would they do that? (laughs) Like, what the hell is this? Why? Oh, man. I remember when we did do the one in San Diego, though, and we were in the ice bath, it was kind of more towards the middle. And it felt so good because I was, like, super sore and, like, my hips were hurting. And I was like, oh, I just want to stay here in this ice bath. But then I got stuck. Like, I literally could not move. I don't know what happened. And then, like, Fernie had to, like, pull me out. He's like, keep moving your legs. Keep moving your legs. I'm like, I can't move my legs. I don't know what happened. Like, <laughs> I honestly don't know. Like, I kind of just froze That's there. Funny. Oh, man. Yeah. But what do you think? Should we try and do another one? I think we should. I'm like, it's kind of on I the bucket list. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should do another um, Tough Mudder and maybe make it, like, in a place where we haven't, we haven't done yeah because we've done california we've done central texas and phoenix so maybe somewhere else so i i've heard like one of the best courses is in like seattle like a lot of people like that one i don't know what is it about um i've never done anything up north and i think that brings like a really different set of challenges um because those tend to also happen sometimes in the winter months but um, oh hell yeah (laughs) Yeah, those are, like, for real. But I'd I'd be down to do, like, even, like, Florida would be fun. Or I think there is, even, like, in Texas, I think even Dallas. I don't think we've done Dallas. No, we haven't done Dallas. Or Houston. I think Houston has one, too. Yeah, it'd be really nice to go somewhere else, yeah, to, like, see the sights and then go do the race and then, like, hang out as much as possible that our, you know, if our bodies allow us to be pain-free for a little while. Um, oh my god, Hawaii. We should do Hawaii. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, yes. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> do they have Tough Mudders in Hawaii? Yeah, they do. Well, I know they have Spartans, so I'm pretty sure they have Tough Mudders. I'll look it up, but I I, I, I would be very... Um, I, I would doubt that they don't have any. Like, I, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, we better go before any more volcanoes, like, envelop hawaii like that's freaking scary like we need to go (laughs) we need to go at like a not volcano time um whatever that is yes (laughs) that's cool it was so much fun catching up with my muddy buddy paulina i wish you the best of luck with your doctoral program and with any other races that you choose to run with or without me if you want to get in touch with me or you have any questions or you want to be featured on the live segment called Ask a Professional, previously known as Ask a Therapist, please contact me at crystal at mypodtherapist.com. That's C-R-I-S-T-A-L at mypodtherapist.com. You can visit mypodtherapist.com to get the latest updates on Through the Eyes of a Therapist podcast and my blog. Until next time, everyone. For now, I'll see you on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to Through the Eyes of a Therapist.